disarmed him. Thank you for gathering the Mandalorians into one place. You were a talented people, but your time has passed. However, as you can see, Mandalore will live on in me. Thanks to your planet's rich resources, I have created the next generation dark trooper suit, forged from Beskar alloy. And the most impressive improvement is that it has me in it. You see, every society has something to offer. The cloners, the Jedi, and even the Mandalorians. By aggregating the best of each, I will create an army that will bring order to the galaxy. Why don't we take your fleet off the board while we still have the element of surprise? Activate the interceptors and bombers. No! In but a few moments, the purge of Mandalore will be complete. It's the Mandalorian Man, starring Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan Kreez, featuring Paz Vizsla, Moff Gideon, the guy who played Skinny Pete, musical guest Puddle of Mud, and your host, Geek Mentality Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, Geek Mentality Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's great to be back here on Wednesday night talking about the Mandalorian. Welcome to the Mandalorian Man, everybody. Today, we are here talking about Chapter 23, The Spies. The Spies. Who are the Spies? Is there multiple Spies? I feel like I know of one spy, but who else? Who else could it be? Uh, I watched this episode, get this, this morning. So not only do I not have any notes on the episode, I, I, I wrote down some, some, some quick facts that this was directed by Rick Fumiyama and written by Favreau and Dave Filoni. That was my extent the extent of my notes. I did look up a few articles, um, but no notes. And the only memory I have is of watching it this morning with, with some breakfast. But I have it in front of me, and I'm not watching the episode. What what I've talked about in the past is I kind of skim through. Uh, I use that little is it a skimmer, a scrubber, 
and I go through, I can just kind of look at the thumbnail, thank goodness, and it just reminds me, oh, yes, this is how the episode started, and this is what happens next. And boom, we get right into it. So the episode opens up in Blade Runner. Apparently, they just went to Blade Runner. Uh, that's what it reminds me of. It's like dark and dreary. I'm surprised it's not raining, uh, but there's there's uh, neon colors, and we see uh, that that young woman, who I'll never remember her name, she works. She worked for Moff Gideon. She works for the um, the New Republic now. She brainwashed our 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 friendly doctor, and uh, obviously she's the spy, right? I mean, I'm gonna try to remember who else could be a spy because there it is in plural, it in its it's very specific the spies. So I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to think, literally as we do this, no preparation. Hit record. Watched it this morning. Who else could be the spies? Maybe I'll kind of figure it out as we go. But she's definitely one of the spies, right? I mean, she goes to this back alley and sees one of those, um, I thought it was one of those tracking droids or something like that. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. You know I don't know. But this droid is projects a full-size uh, image of Moff Gideon, and they're able to talk eye to eye. But he is holding a small version of her on his end, so the physics don't add up exactly. I don't know quite how it works, but uh, uh, Henry Danger does the same thing. And um, I always, I always said, well, that's a uh, you know a show on Nickelodeon. Who cares? Uh, they don't. They're not worried about the logistics. But this, you know, I was thinking, how how are they looking at each other? I don't quite know. But we get the return of Giancarlo Esposito. Moffat. Ah, he's Marvel Gideon, and he's back to kick some Mandalorian ass. Sorry for the swears. Um, I gotta warn you, my dog last night woke me up at one, and then at three thirty. Um, before that, she had a little upset stomach. Then she was just kind of like, oh, yeah, "I want to go outside," and uh, she didn't actually like. She didn't say words. I didn't hear her say words, so don't worry about it. But my point is, uh, I was up super late. I worked a full day today, which I'm not sure I should have. I might crash at any time, and um, I might take a sick day tomorrow. And I very rarely take sick days, uh, especially because I work from home, where it's just like, eh, I feel like I could work, but I don't know if I can feel that way tomorrow. And um, I don't know how... Um, how I'll do through this episode. I might at any time, at any point, I could lose my mind and just kind of go off into a tangent. So be prepared. And um, even then, I wanted to start singing Mulan. Be a man. You must be swift as a coursing river. Okay, Star Wars, Star Wars. So um, this, this woman, she goes, she sees Moff Gideon, and she fills them in on uh, the stuff about the Mandalorians, right? <clears throat> so she tells them about, you know, uh, there's an issue with the swamp, swamp thing pirate, uh, pirate, pirate. Yeah, he's dead. I don't know what the issue is. I mean, he was exploded pretty, pretty quickly. And I think he was like, oh, the New Republic? She's like, it wasn't the New Republic. It was Mandalorians. He's like, what? Mandalorians? And I think... 
they start realizing the Mandalorians are a bigger threat than um, than they realize. Like they're they're getting together and they want to go back to Mandalore. Uh, he's like, all right, thank you for that information. So then he goes into his secret chamber, and it always looks like to me that he is almost dressed like Darth Vader, but without the helmet. That's what it reminds me of. He walks through, and you see him go through uh, this red, like hallway, with all his uh, his robot guards. Are they? They're just his. Are they robots? They were robots when when Luke Skywalker, you know, destroyed them all. Um, are they? Because they're um, what the hell are they called? <laughs> uh, dark troopers, right? But these guys were all dressed in white, so I don't know. Look, I'm the wrong podcast for that. But I did do a tiny bit of research before this. He goes into what is called the Shadow Council. He names two people in there. Now, I recognize another guy I've just seen in different things, uh, but he talks about Captain Peloton. No, wait a minute. Captain Pelion. Uh, and he mentions another Hux. Now, these guys are are big in the EU. I think they've been in books. I think they've been in Rebels. Um, but the Hux name was cool right away because that Hux is the father of, uh, is it General Hux in the Disney, in the sequel trilogy? <clears throat> and obviously this is a prequel to all of that. So it seems like what we're seeing is the remnants of the Empire and the the first kind of early birth of the um, the First Order. I almost said the New Order, but it's the First Order, right? Um, where they're like, oh, you know what? The Death Star didn't work. Let's think bigger. A Death Planet. Nothing could go wrong. Where are we going to put that one thing that could blow everything up? We'll put it over there. No one's going to notice. Anyway, um, what was really cool is that this dude who plays Hux is the brother of the dude who plays the younger Hux, or the, yeah, the younger Hux, because this, this is the, this is Hux Sr., uh, the dad, and he, but this is a prequel, and then in the future, it's a different Hux, but it's the same, it's his brother, so they're, they're what is he, Brian Gleason, and, 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 um, I want to say Skippy Gleason, I know it's not Skippy, but it's, Dem, it's a very Irish name, and his dad is Mad-Eye Moody, <clears throat> um, so all the Gleasons are acting. Uh, and his dad is in that new uh, Banshees of of Ubi Booby that I can't I haven't seen but I want to see, um, but they they're just kind of showing the the beginnings of the first order, uh, and also he mentions the Mandalorians and how you know they need to be dealt with, and he says to them like I need extra guards he wants to get those now i i know they said the name and i saw them in the article and i don't remember but they're the red dudes and i believe they're the red dudes who we also saw guarding uh snoke i almost said snape guarding snoke in um the last jedi right and that that very cool scene where snoke is like um you know, you think he's the big bad guy sitting on his throne, and then all of a sudden he's like, ouch, I'm half the man I used to be. Uh, so these guys are already around back then. Now, are they the same red guards that used to walk around with the emperor? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but 
one of the guys is like, what are you, need a little security there, Moff Gideon? And he's like, yeah, dude. Um, so he mentions needing security. He mentions uh, dealing with the Mandalorians. And one of the dudes mentions um, Thrawn. And all that Thrawn stuff, uh, I know so little about, but I, I have, I don't care if it's called Legends. I don't care if it's quote unquote not in the timeline. I'm going back to that original Timothy Zahn book, which I bought on my Kindle. And I think that's the first time we actually hear Thrawn or know of Thrawn. I think I'm going to read that. And I might read all that entire trilogy uh, just because I want to. When I was in junior, I was probably in high school at this point. That was like, oh, my God, there's new Star Wars and it's in a book. And the thought of expanding a universe and having all these books in different stories. That was foreign to me. I did not know that you could do that. <clears throat> so I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. He, and I know everything I read in that, like I'm going to read about Luke and Han and Leia, and it's not going to line up with the movies. And I don't care. You know, I think of like when I read different versions of Superman or different versions of Batman, they're all kind of just different stories um, told of, of these great mythical characters. And that's how I, I look at it. And I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. Because <clears throat> um, I like a good story. But anyway, uh, the the um, we jump away from them. That's when we get the ti- the titles uh, sequence, the spies, and then we jump over to um, Apollo Creed's uh, Nevado. I want to say Domo Arigato, Mister on the planet Navarro. Navarro, that's it. Uh, and <clears throat> people are picking up, still picking up from all the destruction that the pirates did last week. Well, I don't know how long ago it's been for them. I think it's been longer than a week. But um, all all these ships start showing up, and his assistant's like, oh, no, there's ships coming. Beep, boop, beep, boop. He's like, I see that? They're not Imperial. Look at that. That's Mandalorian painting. They painted. That took a while. They must have risen the ship a little bit, or I guess they could have done it on the ground, and then flown up with their jetpacks and spent like three days just painting the ship because they want to let the world know that the Mandalorians are here. And they have their tags on the ship. So <clears throat> he's like, they're our guests. They're coming. They're staying. Or they're living there. And the ship lands. And then it's like, out comes Lady Blacksmith to greet them, to, to kind of be there while the two kind of, not warring, but different tribes. You got the the shirts versus skins, the helmets versus the heads. Um and, you know, some of them, it would be funny if in reality you just have some of them playing both characters for different scenes because it's like, well, they're in a helmet, so who, who cares who they are? Um, but they all, they kind of all show up and just kind of look at each other like, oh, okay, let's size each other up. Um, and it seemed like there's, there's some iciness between them, but, you know, not out, they know they're on each other's sides, even if they don't really like each other all that much so then um grief goes up and sees mando he's like hey hey mando even though he's din jaren um he's like here i got something for you uh he gave him some wine i guess to help them i don't know kind of it was like one bottle but i guess it was his way of saying hey you can maybe you can drink with some of them and break the ice he goes but i have something even better for you so he brings him in and he shows him ig11 but instead it's now IG-12. The robot works, 
but any of the memory or any of the kind of um, self um, kind of personality that this robot has is gone. He has to be manually controlled, uh, and it shows one of those little, you know, uh, dudes. I don't know what you would call them. I know they have a name, but I, I want to call them like, you know, I don't, like they're bigger than a doozer, but they're smaller than a fraggle. Uh, but <clears throat> they don't like Grogu. It's like, oh, no, baby, no. Really, what they did was build it so Grogu has a new thing to hang out in. So are we retiring his flying, you know, mork from mork egg? Are we going straight to him being inside the robot, kind of like that um, that that pink head in the Ninja Turtles? Uh, wasn't that in that? There was also a show called Cops C dot O dot P dot S, and I think they had some kind of creature inside a creature too. <clears throat> Even though this isn't quite a creature, um, it fe- it is it feels like this is Grogu's new body, and he has the ability to speak. Or at least say no, yes. And it was very funny that he figured this out right away. And he was like, Grogu, get out of there. No. He, he wants to, he likes it. Yes. Like he could press no and yes. And he knows how to communicate using this. And it actually comes in handy a little bit later. Uh, so it seems like Grogu was not giving this thing up. And they walk through town a little bit. And there's some fun moments where not Grogu can go and reach for, for stuff like food and fruit. But he's not paying for it. And he's squeezing it. And he's just causing... A little bit of trouble. Um, So we jump over and then we see the Mandalorians. uh, They're there. They're kind of all hanging out by camp. And they're like, we're going to cook you something. Or maybe that was earlier where they're going to cook you something. But we can't be there while you eat it. Because obviously we're going to hide and eat someplace else. Uh, They have decided that they are going to go someplace. Oh, right. They're going to Mandalore. I'm looking at the, I'm scrubbing. I'm going, wait, I know they're going someplace. Where the hell are they going? They're going to Mandalore. They're going to um, take a small group of them to kind of just see how things are going. Get in there, make sure that it's safe, you know, drop a few in, look around. And then once we know for sure, they're all going to kind of go there. Uh, but once we know for sure it's safe, everyone can come on down. Um, it's like that TV show, The 100. We're all, we're all going to stay up here. We're going to send 100 of you down there. And uh, if you don't die, then maybe we'll come visit. Um but they kind of just left Navarro, you know, the um, probably my least favorite Chili Pepper guitarist. They left him behind, but they also left the planet of Navarro. Uh, I don't know if they told um, Carl Weathers when they were leaving, like, look, thanks thanks for giving us all this space, um, but we're going to go to our own planet. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, I have no idea, but they, I don't know if they're gone for good. But they definitely had to, you know, um, do a, not a space jump. I'm thinking Battlestar Galactica. But they had to go to light speed. Um, and I know what you're thinking, light speed too slow. Uh, but they had to go all the way to ludicrous speed. Uh, so they end up going to, back to their planet. And a small group of people are like, I'll volunteer, I'll volunteer. And of course, it's always going to be Din Djarin. It's always going to be Grogu. It's always going to be, okay, I wrote down this dude's name because I wanted to remember this name because, well, you know what? His name should be mentioned and it should be remembered. Uh, and I didn't write it down. Are you kidding me? Okay, wait. I have it here. I have it here. His name is Paz Vizla. And why am I saying his name? Why do I remember it now? <sighs> I think we all know why. 
think we all know why it was worthwhile mentioning his name. But he's one of them. Um, Sasha Banks is one of them. Or, you know, you know, Mercedes. I don't remember her name. Okay. She has like one line in this. Uh, again, great wrestler. I don't know if she's a terrific actress, but um, she's she looks like I know she can kick my ass. I know that for sure. So they go through the storm. Th- this group goes in with their ship, goes through the uh, the storm, and uh, they they float down. Like the crew gets down, they're like, "All right, everything looks safe. Bring down the big ship." They land. So now we have our entire crew. They're going to go look for the. Um, the Forge, the Forge of Mandalore. Is is there a is there a nerdier term that you could say? I'm I'm looking for the Forge of Mandalore. Uh, so so they're all they're heading there, and off in the distance, it's like uh, you it it felt like something out of a Terry Gilliam movie or something. I don't know where you see this um, this sh- almost like a floating skiff of a ship, like a spaceship. A space ship, but a ship on sea, like a hover ship. You know what I'm talking about. You saw it. Did it have a, um, I think it was all sails. I don't think there was a propeller. And they're like, are you Bo-Katan? Yes. Hey, cool. And then they fly over and you realize they're Mandalorians. And they used to serve her. And they're like, we stayed behind. It's us. Hi, it's me, Skinny Pete. The dude who played Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad and another guy and some other guys, and they take their helmets off because they're part of the uh, they're part of the Bo-Katan thing. They're like, yeah, we've been here just kind of chilling while you were, you know, while you left and everyone else was gone. And I think it comes out later, but they're right away. They're like, they're like, you know, bow to her like, you're still the queen, queen. Uh, so they're like, look, we're going to go look for the Forge of Mandalore. Uh, let's go. Bing, bang, boom. They get on the ship. And um, this at one point, this is where Din um, Jaren, our main dude, um, like pledges his loyalty to Bo-Katan. He's like, I'm going to follow you. You know, that is the way. Uh, whatever you need, I'm here. So it takes a long while. And, of course, things get a little testy. But... Um, Oh, wait, when does the fight happen? I forget. Uh, things get a little testy. And I think, oh, you know what? Some of the, the people they had are really sick. So Lady Blacksmith's like, I'll take them back to the ship. And I don't have a good feeling about that. So some of them head off on the ship. They, they're they on the the ship that they came in on back to the, to the fleet so those people these people can get uh, taken care of. And... While the ship is still going, we get some moments of the two tribes. So we got um, we got the dude with a wonderful thick head of hair uh, taking on the Vin uh, God. I already forgot his name again. Paz Vizla. Um, and they're playing, I want to say space checkers. It's not the chess that we know. But whatever it is, they have different rules between the two of them. And he's like, you can't do that. Well, yeah, you do that if you do this. And he's like, oh, these... These um, these like primitive people have their own rules too, and then they start beating each other up, fighting each other, and uh, all of a sudden a robot steps in between them and says no, 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 and you realize it's Grogu. He doesn't want to see them fighting, and I don't know. I just loved that moment. That was one of my favorite moments 
of this episode where he feels wise beyond his years, or he's he might be older than many of them, but he's wise beyond his appearance. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, we realize this is stupid. We don't we shouldn't be fighting. So we see Lady Blacksmith and her ship and all the people that she's taking back to go back to the fleet. While that's going on, I am sitting there. Now, we've all watched the episode, so we know where we get. I'm watching them get back there, and I'm thinking, they're not going to make it. They're gone. Like, something's going to, it's going to, either the fleet's going to explode before they get there, or they're going to be taken out before they get there. We never see that. But I have a really bad feeling that we, that either, that they may all be dead. That's just, I, I don't know if anyone else felt that, but I was nervous. I was worried about that. So, um, they get down, the, the rest of the crew rides on for a while, but then um, like a kaiju comes out of the ground, and it's like, I'm going to get you. And their whole ship gets ruined. They fly off. They get safely away, and, and, and scuttle. they scuttle down to a um, underground. They're like, we need to get to the forge. They start walking. He's like, that's the forge right there. There it is. Like, that's it? There's not that much? And then, boom, out of nowhere, uh, the dark troopers, stormtroopers, whatever you want to call it, Moff Gideon's troopers show up. You're like, what is going on? They're like, how do they, how do they know we were here? What is this? How do, you know what's going on? So we get a big space battle going on, and they start running through one area, um, and they, they're shooting, they're fighting, being bang boom. One guy's like, I'm gonna get away and get back to the ship and warn everybody. So he takes off, he gets away, and they run through to one spot. And it all of a sudden they're like, what the hell is this? And this is what threw me off. It felt like I was in, um, no, no, um, that's wrong. I was, I, I felt like I was in, uh, the force awakens. Like when they were, had all those ships on there. And then I thought, wait a minute, do they turn Mandalore into, uh, Star Killer base? No, that's 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 wrong, right? That that can't be right. No one like like I'm completely wrong with what I just saw. Like I I just saw a a base, not the beginnings of the base, right? It 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 can't be. I think I'm I think I'm overthinking it and trying to make connections. I don't know, but it looked it looked kind of familiar at least. And we see all of a sudden there's like empire imperial ships there. And kind of a, they've kind of dug in and made a nice little spot for themselves. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Grogu and and our main Mando get separated, and the look on Grogu's face just makes you want to cry every single time. We see Moff Gideon show up, and he's looking kind of like a like a like a full on evil Mandalorian. And he's like, oh, this Beskar armor is the greatest. So he's using their metal to make his ships to make better or to make his armor to make better um, um, armor for the troopers and they trap Mando and they're like take him away now they were talking about I'm going to kill all of you but he could have just killed him right there but thankfully we got the the villain of take him away um, because I forget he kind of spelled out his speech uh, or he, he spelled out his uh, plan but I don't know I, I don't it's it's we're going to do bad things we're going to kill you all and um, you know you're going to love it you're gonna, you're not gonna love it. We're gonna do it anyway. Uh, but oh, and I want the dark saber too. Give me the dark saber, and he'll live. And um, and you know, you or at least give it to me, and everything will be fine. I forget. He wants the dark saber back. Um, 
And Bo's like, yoinks, and she runs back to the back of the, because they got blocked off, but they were kind of like cornered in this area. She cuts open a hole. They all escape. Grogu gets out, except um, their uh, Paz Vizsla starts shooting and firing at them. And really, um, it's like, he's like, I'm going to lay down cover. You stay behind. And... Um, I'll, you know, I'll do my best. And he just starts shooting, and he has that gun that's like, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about, like the, the, the Predator gun. It's like a helicopter gun. Um, and he uses that until it overheats, and he can't use it anymore. And he's taking out troopers left and right. And then those red guards show up, and they've got, like, crazy, um, like, uh, cattle prods almost. And they're, like, and they're tasing him, and, gra- and they're stabbing him, and he's trying to fight. Now he's just got his, his cool knife that he... Oh, he was using in his fight against on the you know over the over the checkers game and he's got his cool shield and he kicks ass as much as he can but he's overwhelmed and he is eventually uh, it seems like he's killed and you see him kind of fall over and i would assume die uh and then the episode ends and it's like holy crap it took seven episodes to get like Huge stakes. I know I shouldn't say huge stakes, but something where it's like, okay, now we know what needs to be done. It was like all building to next week's finale, right? Next week is it, right? My God, can't believe it. Um, really? Next week is it? it that's So what, what do we know? What did we get out of this episode? Well, um, we know that Moff Gideon's officially back that that woman is still working for him, that she's a spy. Um, Now, could the Mandalorians, those guys that are working, you know, on their little skiff up there, could they not, did they not know what was going on? They've been here all this time, and they still didn't know that uh, Moff Gideon had built this little base there? I don't know. But they seem to be really dug in in Mandalore, and... What's but is nice though is if they win, well, you know what? Maybe that was already set up. That was part of the Mandalorians. They had their own ships and stuff, so maybe that was theirs. And it's just the um, Moff knew that they were going, so maybe he went. He got there first. Maybe maybe there wasn't something built all the time, and uh, you know, like there's something they built and had been using for years. I was going to say maybe there are, there are other spies. Um. Are there any spies on the good guy's side that I can think of? Like anyone in that room? I don't think so. I feel like that Shadow Council are all a bunch of jerks. And uh, they're all looking to, you know, bring apart, bring about, bring about the First Order. Uh, So I think we're done with Navarro. We have Grogu separated. He's with Bo-Katan and all these other Mandalorians. They got away, but they need to go free Din Djarin. So is that the big finale, freeing Din Djarin? She still has the Darksaber. Moff Gideon is back, but, like, is he... He's back, like, for one episode. Like, he's the big bad all of a sudden. They, we thought it was going to be pirate, you know, um, Moss Face Man. That was just a little red herring. Uh, you think it's going to be this, you think it's going to be that, but it's all kind of leading, which I always like, you know... Mandalorian being the adventure of the week and it doesn't have to be a giant overarching story even though there there was it was brewing you know um, below us 
the entire time with um, this this uh, New Republic uh, former Imperial officer uh, being there and kind of seeing how the New Republic is working and, uh, you know, undermining them and delivering and being a spy to Moff Gideon at all times. But spies was plural, so I don't know if I'm, o- I'm just... If I'm overthinking it uh, or underthinking it, there's a real strong possibility I'm underthinking it, which is usually my MO. I think I'm done here, though. Like, I don't think, put it this way if I missed anything, I don't think um, I'm going to get, it's going to come out of my brain. I love kind of seeing Grogu in the IG robot, IG 12 now. Uh, I guess Taika Watiti did return to say, yes, no. Um, and just seeing Skinny Pete was cool um, but I, I feel I'm worried about Lady Blacksmith and all you know the, the people up there I feel like if well maybe they were see God I was going to say they got there but they were already there all those TIE fighters well he said I need the Red Guards and I need extra TIE fighters right and that's okay. So he, then he went to Mandalore first. Okay, I think I figured it out. I think. I don't know. I don't know. But oh my goodness, uh, Din is taken is taken hostage. Paz is um, is is you know died sacrificing himself so that the other Mandalorians could get away. And I think something like this is really going to unite the tribes of Mandalore even more so. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the finale. I feel like this episode was like 50 minutes almost. I mean, I don't know if it... I'm not taking into consideration credits or anything, but I feel like the last one could be a nice long one, and it should be a nice long one, and I'm looking forward to it next Wednesday night. But until then, my friends, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans.Experts. The website is FansNotExperts.com. Uh, I, I can't think of anything else. I am exhausted. Uh, but my dog is also exhausted because even though she had a late night last night, I put her in daycare today. And so she was playing and running around all day. So now she is asleep. And, um, you know, I did. This is, this is the life of, a, of a, someone who uh, he and his wife, they don't have, we don't have kids. We have a dog. And that dog is a little princess. Uh, and she knows it. And um, so it really behooves me to get her as tired as possible so that I could sit down and talk Mandalorian with you. And then I'm going to go watch Survivor. Yes, yes, I still watch Survivor. I freaking love it. Now, that's it. I'm done. See you next Wednesday. Uh, But until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And may the force be with you. Fans not experts.